Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Faked. We are continuing our series on big scams in big cities. Um, We did a Tokyo episode in Japan, and then we're going to be doing a Delhi um, scam. Scams of Delhi. I guess that sounds kind of like uh, we're referring to like lunch meat and stuff. But no, I'm talking about Delhi, India. 32 million people and it is exponentially growing year by year. So there is so many people here and with so many people means the possibility of there being scams and plenty of influx of tourism because it's uh, like the second most visited area in the world. So, geez, lots of people there. Tons of people. I've never been there myself, but um, I did some research, and we're going to be going through some of the most important scams, uh, starting from right at the airport. So really, really close to home once you do settle down um, and get off the airplane there. Things just start immediately. When we are talking about these scams, this is never to deter you from actually visiting these countries. This is to make you aware of what could be. So if something does arise, then your, you know, your awareness level is, is heightened, but it's not to take away from a good time because while these may happen, they may not happen to everybody. And those that are comfortable in their own skin technically, or usually do not get, um, targeted by a lot of these scammers. You know, these are the people that kind of look aloof as you're walking around with a paper map or a globe perhaps in your hand. But if you're a faked listener, You don't look like that when you go somewhere. You know what's going on. You know what's up. So let's go over some of the top five here, uh, Indian scams in Delhi. Not to be confused with New Delhi as well. So when we do talk about Delhi, we're not talking about New Delhi. New Delhi is actually very new, um, but also there's like only 320,000 people. So it's not even, well, it's actually a tenth, I guess, of size, which is pretty crazy, you know, when you're talking about the difference of people there. So... Let's talk about taxi scams. This one's a big one. We always talk about this, but uh, it's always good to know. You know, it's good to know where it happens. Also, guys, if uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I did recently publish an app um, in the Google App Store, um, and it's called Fair is Fair. So it's F A. It's called F A R E is F A I R. Fair is fair, and it is under the. Um, platform of faked you know basically you open this this app up and it will automatically um i guess not automatically you have to go in there and then look on the map and then choose whatever taxi or whatever auto bus uh whatever vehicle you're using uh click that click point a b um and then it will estimate your fare so when you do uh, try to negotiate with the uh, cab driver or auto rickshaw driver. Then you'll have a better understanding of what that price should be, because that's important. So, anyways, let's keep, uh, you know shameless plug. So 
talking about the taxi scam, okay? The taxi scam in um, Delhi consists of touts approaching you, asking if you need a taxi, okay? Pretty straightforward. And then directing you to vehicles away from the main taxi rank. So that's important to look at because it's a little suspect, okay? If you're not going to where the taxis are, you may assume that maybe they're not real um, validated taxis. So at some point during the taxi ride, the driver will become lost. Then call your hotel for directions and coincidentally find out that your hotel had closed or been burned down or just is no good and been overrun by monkeys or something like that. So and uh, maybe there's a festival that you cannot access the hotel, so your booking has been canceled, okay? Of course, they then kindly help you, you know, being the altruists they are, uh, to find new accommodations, of which they receive a huge commission from, um, which is much more than the value of the taxi ride. This accommodation, especially in, new, uh, in Delhi, is usually extremely poor and will take every opportunity to extract more money from you and... The other one had not been canceled, so you're actually paying twice. So pretty crazy. Um, and again, you're going off. It's chaos. You're getting out of the airport. You just want to get in a taxi and go. And at this point, you're thinking, well, I might be taxi scammed. But in reality, you're getting hotel scammed in a taxi. All right. So there are different variations of this scam as well. So... Here's an actual account that I want to read. I'm going to kind of um, meander my way around this and kind of piece it together. But this couple, so they um, they got brought on the tourist information center scam. So this is the same premise when you get into a taxi that's kind of away from everybody. And then they come up with a bright idea saying, oh my gosh, well, that hotel that you just mentioned is closed, blah, 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 blah. But we're going to bring you to this tourist information center, okay? I'm going to bring you there because I'm such a good guy. And we're going to confirm, you know, this stuff with them and see if they can pull some strings. So basically, the, this couple got there. Um, they go into the, what, what looks really convincing as a, um, a tourist information center kind of slapped in between some buildings. I guess this couple then proceeded to give a fake name, a uh, like a Tom Jones, a fake hotel name, and fake four last digits of their credit card, in which the uh, the man behind the counter confirmed all of those with the hotel. Um, and then they believed, you know, they had them on the hook, line, and sinker at that point. So it looks like... Uh, there, after that, it says, now came the offer that they would book a hotel for them now, which then the couple politely declined and walked straight out to the driver. He asked what new hotel we needed taking to. All right, so instantly knew the information without any sort of like communication between what had happened inside and outside. Obviously, it's a scam. So uh, he said then that everything was okay and our hotel was fine and that they could meet us at the Connaught place. Uh, which was near the hotel. Uh, he seemed really confused, but went along with this when he saw I was not going to take any other option. When we eventually got to the uh, Kanag place, he even had the gall to ask for a tip as he had driven extra around the city and taken us to the tourist information center. So it looks like they did get to the hotel and they were shocked to find that there was no festival outside and the booking was still confirmed. So there's a big scam and... Again, these the account that I was reading this, they're pretty aware of scams and stuff like that. So they just got taken on a ride 
Um, but they were wise enough to say, I'm going to not use any of the, uh, the real stuff and see if they come back with some, you know, validation, blah, 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 blah. So we just mentioned the Connaught, uh, Connaught place uh, scam. So it's funny because it actually has the word con in it, C-O-N. So looks like Connaught Place holds a lot of European and American owned and frequent hotels and restaurants. Uh, but because of the Western draw, it also brings a lot of unwanted attention. So as you walk around the square, you will randomly start to meet some of the India's friendliest people. All of them wanting to speak to you. After about 30 seconds, the conversation usually comes around to, where are you staying? A lot of people are interested in where you stay here, okay? And you're finding this out. And some story about how that hotel isn't safe or it has burned down and they're going to help you find a new hotel. So, you know, people, it sucks because like people are trying, you know, friendliness is the door to scamming and unfortunately that makes people mistrust people who are just genuinely friendly so they're reasonably harmless i guess uh although they're extremely persistent you'll find that a lot in these areas of persistence is definitely the key so just don't give them any real details that's important and they just kind of keep moving on you just keep keep moving uh or saying things in another another language and uh Sorry, I'm like, I'm getting some in my throat. I'm drinking this um, this keto coffee, and it's a little thicker than I thought it was going to be. So, okay, sidetrack. So, um, if if you do want to get out of stuff, just kind of uh, speak another language, or heck, make up a um, whatever. And it looks like there was actually a secondary scam that uh, while they were speaking in German, this couple, they did, there was one man trying to convince them to pay him to teach them English. <laughs> So, man, they really hit about every angle. It's pretty funny. But I guess good on them for the hustle. So, uh, badges at the Red Fort. So, the Red Fort um, is usually on everyone's itinerary list in Delhi. So, um, there are plenty of other forts uh, in Rajasthan that are much nicer. But uh, just outside of the ticket office, there's usually a group of people who will pin a badge as uh, you come and you know, pay for your ticket. So gives you the impression that this is the ticket um, that you have just bought, but it is not. They are beggars who will then hassle you for payment for the badges. So we've all experienced this and talked about this in like New York City, Chicago, the monks that give you the talisman or whatever it is and then demand payment from you. So I cannot recommend uh, giving them money um, as it does perpetuate the scam, obviously. And uh, I just... Just don't let people get close enough to put a badge on you. That's important because um, once it's on you, I mean, it's easy to just take it off and give it back. But uh, you do feel like there's like this little bit of, a, oh, man, they got one over on me. I'm just going to finish it off. Don't let them finish it off. Just just uh, give it back to them and say, no, thank you. Or talk about that hippy-dippy language we just talked about, the one that you just formulated beforehand in the Connaught Square. So... Let's talk about what's next, okay? The New Delhi or uh, Delhi train station. So um, the touts and scammers um, by the train station are, are looking to be the most aggressive, apparently, and physical. Uh, and some people had said in any country this is the most. So you're going to have to encounter them if you're going to use the train. Uh, and, you know, push may come to shove. So uh, unfortunately... 
That's such a weird diffusal is like when physicality comes into play. So we can talk about some maybe uh, ways to get out of it after we've talked about what the scam is. So what are the scams in the Delhi train station? So the scam here is they will try to get uh, you to go to an office down the street to buy your tickets. As apparently you cannot enter the gates outside the train station without them. Okay, kind of similar to the rules for entering an airport in India. So this, of course, is a lie. You do not need tickets to enter this station. The official ticket office is on the second floor. So inside the train station uh, in an office specializing for tourist reservations with English-speaking staff. So whilst tickets from the office down the street will likely to be real tickets, there are no guarantee for this. It is also highly that the person um, that took you to the office will get a sizable kickback for bringing you in, and that kickback will come from you being overcharged for the train ticket. Nothing comes for free. So if you do happen to get your tickets already, the guys at the gates will tell you that they need validating or stamping for a fee, of course, and that is bogus. So the first time... um, This couple uh, went to the station. They kept telling us that we couldn't enter without tickets and that you had to go to the office down the street to buy them. Uh, They then said that they had the tickets and were fine and then came to the line about paying uh, to have the tickets stamped. So, oh my goodness, man. I mean, you could see in the rush of things, you don't want to be late to your train and you've got people telling you bogus stuff, but probably with a very convincing face. So that, um, that obviously is a really tough one. And only knowing this prior to coming, uh, I'd say, is the way to get around this. So obviously, uh, take this to heart next time you're going to Delhi. So uh, they'll try a second time. So on the second occasion, uh, they completely ignored them and went, to the, uh, went straight past them. At this point, uh, they had one of the touts physically start shoving them in the chest to try and stop me. Uh, going into the train station, and he said he will admit that it took a lot of resolve to not react adversely in this situation. Uh, He told him to take his hand off the chest and never touch them again. So apparently never resort to violence, which I agree with um, in these situations, and it'll never never solve the problem if you do get into a violent situation because you're kind of in a foreign, you you definitely are in a foreign place, and you never know what some of these uh, laws are, like a push- a push push, you know, is there a zero tolerance policy? So basically their intention is to intimidate uh, them, um, which then you can just keep moving on. If you shove with your shoulder and just keep moving on, it's fine. Um, most of the time there are police around um, and they do want tourism there. They don't want people to act this way. So if you do need to call one over, that's totally fine too. They're there to keep the scammers away. They make nothing off of that. And if anything, it, uh, disavows their position. So never get physical in those situations and always just stay, uh, stay persistent. Do not give in because the second you give in, it's like giving food to pigeons. You're going to have more and more and more coming around you. So, all right, next up. Um, and I believe this is the last on this when we talk about the Taj Mahal. Okay. So torches at the Taj Mahal. So moving on to Agra, uh, which is where the train eventually takes you. Um, so it's most likely we'll take a train. And this uh, is on everybody's destination uh, checklist is the Taj Mahal. You got to go to it. So this isn't technically one of the scams, I guess. But if you're in Delhi, you're probably going to want to go to Agra and the Taj Mahal. So I guess Agra is outside. So I guess to be completely 
fair, uh, the scam here is less of a scam and more of an annoyance. Okay, so they claim it's not just the entry fee. So you may think it's an entry fee when you do go there, which is about 10 times more for foreigners than locals, uh, which to be fair, still isn't that much if you know the Ruby uh, transfer rate there, but uh, it isn't. It's the people inside the Taj Mahal buildings uh, who light up the stones and gems in uh, in the wall to show you the translucent, pure, perfect um, that they charge you money to do so, I guess. So anytime they illuminate something, they'll charge you for it. Pretty interesting. So this is organized with the guards at the gate as uh, they remove any torches or batteries that you happen to have in your possession to go in there. So basically it pigeonholes uh, you to see anything. So I guess the advice here is to say no thank you and walk away as soon as someone whips a torch out. So once we walked away from people and made it clear they weren't interested, they didn't try to pester them again. So that's kind of an interesting way uh, for them to make money inside the Taj Mahal. I guess the entry fee is not that big of a deal, even though it's more, but that kind of makes sense. You know, locals aren't going to be able to afford what foreigners are going to be able to, and it'd be weird to charge them as much, um, you know, if they want to come every day and it's a holy place and, you know, things of that nature. So I guess I get that. That doesn't seem like a very much of a scam, but the annoyance of uh, the charging per torch Illumination is definitely a scam. So be wary of that one as well. So guys, that's going to be it for this one. Um, I'm hoping you're liking this series and we're going to be carrying on to the next one, which um, I will release here soon enough. So guys, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.